No matter causes Something inside so strong I know that I can make it Though you're doing me wrong So all right, Lira, as always, getting us ready for the personal development session. And today we're joined by Gail Cameron, who will be speaking to us about the use of the voice as part of communication and presentation skills. Gail, good morning to you. Good morning, Kathy. And Gail is the founder and MD of the Image Excellence Group. So usually when we talk about the voice and things like voice training, it's mm. mostly for professionals who are working in an industry where they use their voice for all sorts of reasons. And yet this is something that um, you say is important for each and every one. <laughs> it's, it's probably the most powerful index of character. Mm. And, you know, it leaks information about our biology, about our health, about our status. And today in virtual communication, it's the only tool we have. And yet almost no time at all is spent developing this major index of character as opposed to the time that we spent, you know, developing all our skills. And yet the minute we open our mouths, people make a value judgment about us. So, you know, it, it's the most flexible musical instrument and we can all play it a little better. And, you know, it, you can train the muscles mm. involved in voice production to increase its efficiency in sound. So it's not just for the professional. You know, if you're somebody who wants to make an impact in business or you want to get your message across, uh, you know, you can develop the voice and hold attention much easier. Is that part of the reason why sometimes in particular when people are on public platforms, um, when they speak, they sometimes sound very different to what they would speak just in normal everyday conversation? Well, I, you know, um, I think if you're putting on a different voice, then yes. perhaps <laughs> not being authentic, <laughs> you know. Uh, I think one should, it's the same with leadership, you know, mm. you should be the same person at home as to when you're with your team, as to when you're being interviewed in the media. And it's the same that goes for the voice and speech. And it, it's all about being authentic. You know, the, we are so um, sensitive to the voice. I mean, just to give you an example, mm. in Japan, the air traffic controllers have software in their headsets that detect fatigue. So their managers alerted straight away because the voice leaks information about that. Mm. So then they're ordered, you know, to, to take rest. So we, we can read so much into people's voice. You know, as, as this, um, the scent world is to animals, so is the human voice to us. You cannot know someone mm. unless you have heard them speak. Why does this become important in particular for, for professionals who are working in, in, in different spaces? Well, because it's uh, such an important um, index of character. You know, uh, you have to be able to get your message across. So, you know, and it's actually terribly simple. If I can mm -hmm. just give you, a, a, you know, some idea in terms of what can be done. So first of all, Tension in a speaking situation is directly related to the voice and speech mechanism. 
So if you're tense or you're using the incorrect posture, you can't breathe properly. And mm. when you don't breathe properly, you can't project your voice. So if people are going, sorry, pardon, what's that? It's probably a combination of you're not breathing properly, you're using the incorrect prosodic elements of speech. So those last few words, syllables are lost. So first of all, just make sure that your posture is straight, that your shoulders are back, and that you are using the correct method of breathing. There's many methods of breathing, but use whole chest method so that you know, you're not just filling the top part of the lungs with air. Because if you're going to use that method habitually, you're going to develop throat and chest problems. So use the whole chest for breathing. Mm -hmm. And then also just develop the resonance in the voice. Resonance is amplification of sound. And, you know, when you speak, the voice washes over the vocal cords together with the nerve impulses directed against your hard palate. And it's the in this against the hard palate in the hollows in the head where it amplifies and gains quality. So the most important resonator is the mouth because it's the biggest hole in the head and it's also variable in shape and substance. So using the, the bone in the front of the face to allow that sound to mm. resonate, to gain the warmth, depth, richness, is very important. And then obviously to use prosodic elements of speech, you know, variety of pitch, pause, inflection, pace. I mean, it's all you have to do is listen to a parent reading a child a story. If you don't modulate your voice, you'll put that child to sleep very quickly. But maybe that's the whole idea. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, if you're delivering a presentation like mm. that, you know, you don't mm. want them to fall asleep. Mm. So the fascination with voices you know, they've done the most amazing tests in the U.S. where they've proved that an audience is more inclined to listen to a speaker who has a slightly deeper pitched, more resonant voice. And they've done tests with animals where the animal with the deeper, more resonant growl was the one with the most authority. It's no different in this animal kingdom. You know, we respond to voices in a very primitive way. We've all spoken to people on the, the phone that we thought, oh, my word, you know, he's got such a lovely voice. Um, or, you know, you get a, a shrill high voice which repels you. So the voice, you know, is just such a powerful instrument. Mm -hmm. And it's really so easy to play it more effectively. Does that not automatically mean that people with high-pitched voices, you know, if you're coming in at, at, at a soprano, um, that you're automatically disadvantaged because sometimes can we really change the pitch of our voices? And, <laughs> and especially where gender is, is concerned, right? Because as you're speaking, um, the, the immediate thing that came to me was framing around gender. You know, that authority comes with the male and, mm. yeah... So it's, it's not about the width or length of the vocal band, mm. but it's about the way in which you resonate the voice. So you could have, you know, a high-pitched voice, but if you're allowing the sound to amplify in the empty spaces in the head to gain quality, it will be a beautiful voice. Gail, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give you an example. Let me, let sure, me show please, you. please, so, please. Um, <laughs> Professor Lesak is a, 
is a professor of, of voice and movement and he was, he, he was at uh, New York University and I was very fortunate to meet him when he came out to South Africa. Mm. But what happened was he was training actors and then he observed this beautiful sound coming out of these actors and then he realized they were perfectly aligned. So first of all, their posture was, was well used. In other words, their shoulders were back. Mm. They were breathing properly so they could project voice. But the sound was reverberating. It was being conducted through the bones in the face. So very, very uh, easy exercises to do the Y buzz. This is what Professor Lesak pioneered. So just if we take a Y sound, for example, so yes, you can hear immediately I'm forcing the sound to be pushed through the empty hollows in the head and to reverberate through the bone. And we do horse lips exercises. So literally, you know, that's mm. a very good way mm. to get the lips relaxed, to get the sound forward. So, mommy, I can feel the sort of buzzing mm. feeling the on my lips. The reverberation, yes. Yes, it's mm. forward because you can hum and not get that. That's at the back. You don't want it at the back. You want it in the front. So that phonation is very important. And then, of course, you know, we all have the opportunity today to record our voices. And of course, we hear our voices very subjectively according to the way in which we would like to sound. Mm -hmm. So when we hear our voice, we think, oh, you know, is that really me? But the truth is that your voice is probably a lot better than what you hear it subjectively. But you can improve it so easily just by doing some easy resonance exercises and also by adding more variety. So looking at inflection, for example. Inflection is the rising or the falling of the voice. Mm. So in South Africa, we, we've got a falling inflection at the end of phrases. So are you coming to the party as well? So we drop off at the end of phrases. Mm. So if you're not projecting your voice, you've got a falling inflection. It's difficult to hear what you are saying. So use you know, inflection that is up and down, what we call circumflex inflection, will hold people's attention. And then just be careful of social influences. So, for example, if you're exposed to teenagers, you would have heard that they misemphasize words. They say things like, are you going to the party as well? Mm. So when you mm. misemphasize, it, you can change meanings of sentences and you're putting the emphasis on unimportant words. So get into the habit of listening to your voice. Am I emphasizing the important words that I would like to highlight? So those are little things that you can do. And also just to do some tongue twisters because that exercises the speech organs in the mouth teeth, hard and soft palate. So, Kathy, try for me Peggy Babcock. Say that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, what am I saying again? Peggy Babcock. Peggy Babcock. Peggy back pop. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kathy, lazy lips. That's not enough kissing. <laughs> I've, 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 got, I've got a very lazy tongue. <laughs> 
And a good one for the tongue is red laureella lorry. Red laureella lorry. Red laureella lorry. <laughs> I'm horrible at this. <laughs> so it's easy to practice it, but the good thing is you're just getting those organs more agile. And the more agile they are, mm. the easier they get around awkward sounds and mm. the clearer, crisper your speech becomes. And a lot of people <laughs> actually, um, and you know, oftentimes, Sometimes you you experience it with women, especially who feel that they've got soft voices and Mm. become intimidated when they have to give presentations in front Mm -hmm. of people or have to speak in front of people because they think, well, I've got a soft voice. And, Mm. um, you know, in terms of projecting, they're not sure how to project, Mm. you know, the difference between shouting and, and projecting one's voice. Okay, so soft voice is often an indication of not breathing properly. Mm. So when you breathe properly, if you just put your fingers where your ribs begin to part, so that is where your thorax should expand because the cartilages are are longer and more curved. So if you're taking a deep breath, for example, just try to keep the shoulders square and relaxed. And when you breathe in, your thorax should move up and out. And this is the only place where you can expand. So if you just try a simple exercise, like see how far you can count on one breath. And if you're going to say 20, then next time increase it to 25. Mm -hmm. Next time increase it to 30. And all you're doing is you're exercising the intercostal muscles between the ribs that can support the thorax so that you can stop when you want to, not because you've run out of breath. And it's also exercising in a room where you can direct your voice to the furthest corner in the room, but not in terms of going higher in pitch, but making sure that you are using this bellows power, which comes from where those ribs just begin to part. Mm. And if you put your hands down there and you, you just pant, you can feel that little diaphragm moving. So that's where you want the power to come from. So it's it's a relatively easy thing to do. Mm. You know, the fascinating sorry thing with women's voices, Mm. Kathy, is you know the 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 interest with women's voices started really when sound came to the movies. You know, and uh, if you think of the cartoons and women's voices were were a lot higher pitched. Mm. But Professor uh, Cicely Berry did a study on women's voices. And she discovered that, you know, the pitch is about an octave deeper now than it was in, in 1945. And if you think about it, it's a changing role in society. Mm. You know, more women are active in the boardroom. Um, you know, more women are, you know, involved in doing men's jobs. So it's, it's a totally fascinating thing that, you know, women's voices are, are also becoming richer and deeper. Mm. Absolutely fascinating. Let me go to Marge in, in Randburg. Marge, good morning to you. Hello, Kathy. Good morning, and good morning to the listeners and to your guests. Mm. Uh, one thing which has not been mentioned is um, pronunciation. When I listen to the English language, uh, the, the voices are really very good. The, the, um, the production, the voice production is mostly good. But the pronunciation of some of the words is, and and I know that it's because English Mm. is an extremely difficult language because it has a lot of words that are spelled the same way. And um, 
pronounced differently and mean different things. And it's it's quite difficult. Mm-hmm. And I I just sometimes think, oh, I wish I could go and teach these people how to pronounce much, things. Much, much. <laughs> one, one, one of my teachers used to say that there is no master of pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, sometimes some, somebody with a beautiful voice will say something and I think, what was that? What does the, what word was that? What mm. does it mean? What mm. do they say? Mm. You know, and I, it's just interesting for me because I'm a singer, and uh, just you know, the, the diaphragmatic breathing is what we learn, mm. and um, which which helps with voice production as well. Anyway, Kathy, thank you so much. <laughs> all right, all right. Much <laughs> out in much out in Rheinberg. and and I know you know pronunciation is something that in South Africa, especially. Um, we we grapple with because there's so many different ways in which we mm. say things to to what their original pronunciations might be. Mm. So you know, Winston Churchill said, when you pronounce foreign words, you reserve the right to pronounce them anywhere you. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually gonna I'm 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 actually gonna hang on to that saying, Gail. (laughs) That's a good one. It's better than there's no master of pronunciation. (laughs) Well, the other thing is, you know, if if uh, as the previous uh, caller said, if it's creating interference, Mm. then you know, do something about it. It's not difficult to learn how to pronounce words. I know, you know, on the BBC, for example, they will accept you know different accents but you know when you get there you have to go through the 2000 most mispronounced words in the English language and you know I've noticed in South Africa we also have our own pronunciations and that's the emergence of new Englishes Mm. where you know this is this is South Africa we are not talking on the BBC we're talking on SAFM Mm, (laughs) mm. all right let me take a couple of WhatsApp voice notes that are coming into the show this hour Hi, Kathy. This is Tulane uh, from Befal. Uh, can you ask your guest? I'm a person who most of the times uh, working with customers. I sell uh, certain products most of the time. So I just want to find out from her, how can I use my voice to sound convincing to my customers? Because I'm somebody who is selling, I'm a salesperson. So how can I use my voice? to sound convincing and persuasive to my customers. Asking for good advice there. (laughs) Okay, so is it Vincent? The most powerful thing in sales is authenticity. So if you believe in your product and you want to reach somebody about that, then let that enthusiasm, vitality, energy, enthusiasm come across. So you've actually got a very good voice. So it's the same thing when you're very happy and excited about something. Mm. It's extremely contagious. So the best thing in sales is about attitude. Your your attitude actually reflects your voice. Good advice there, Gail. Good morning, Kathy. I wonder if you, if you could ask your guests to just um, go into this a little bit. Uh, whenever I speak and I get emotional, and my voice cracks and it, and it becomes uh, enormously uh, embarrassing. What if she could help some advice there? Thank you. It's Morgan from Durban. So that, that, that's a beautiful one, Kathy. It's showing how 
sensitive the human voice and speech apparatus is and how it reflects how we feel. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important. There's nothing wrong with, an, with emotion in an emotional moment. But if you don't want to convey the emotion... Gail? Oh, I don't know what has happened there. Um, I'm, I've, 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 I've lost Gail on, on the line. Oh, okay, we're going to see if we can try and bring her back up again um, before we get ready to wrap up this conversation. And of course, it's edging towards 11 o'clock. So in a moment, uh, Luyanda Maume is going to be bringing you the latest news. But before uh, we get Luyanda to bring you the news, we're going to try and redial Gail uh, Cameron, who is the founder and MD of the Image Ex- Group. I've really, really enjoyed this conversation. And, you know, our voices are something that we use every single day. And and yet, you know, we never think about um, how we can use these voices to be more powerful, to be taken more seriously. As you heard, the lower register, you know, speak, speak from your lower register. Apparently, that's what gets people to listen to you more. I'm going to start speaking... I'm going to start speaking from my lower register. It's it's 11 o'clock. Luyanda Maum is standing by with your latest news. Luyanda. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, coming up in this hour, it's 6 after 11 o'clock. Welcome to the third and final hour of The Talking Point. Of course, we're going to get into our Municipal Watch feature. And today we'll be looking at Morali City and we'll be joined by some of the officials and residents from there. But we're going to quickly uh, get a chance to wrap up with Gail Cameron, the founder and MD of the Image Excellence Group. Uh, Gail? Sorry, we had lost you on the line there. So I just no wanted, to, wanted to give you an opportunity to respond to um, the last caller who was asking about uh, his voice and how uh, it becomes crackled, especially when he is emotional. Okay. So uh, when we get emotional, it means that the emotional brain has been triggered. Mm. And it only takes six seconds for that emotional brain to stand down. So the best way is to literally pause and take a deep breath, breathe in for six seconds, breathe out for six seconds. And within those few seconds, your emotional brain has stood down and you will be able to compose yourself. So it's the amygdala that actually stands down in the emotional brain. So that's the best way is literally Mm. count to 10. (laughs) All right. Okay. That's some good advice. I didn't know that. So uh, I'm also uh, learning here. Gail, thank you so much for such an informative uh, session. Um, I've got, okay, are we going to do this? Okay. Let's quickly, quickly, quickly squeeze in uh, two more voice notes with you, Gail, before, before I let you go. Good morning, Kathy. As a great critic of everybody else, I must say that I can find no fault with your pronunciation or your voice register. It has plenty of gravitas. And what's even greater is the stuff that you tell us over the radio. Keep it up. Good morning, Kathy. Um, I just want to share a, a little a lesson uh, that I got from a teacher friend of mine on the word Um, pronunciation so according to him and I googled it as well um, you say pronounce um, but then you say pronunciation and not pronunciation so that's 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 apparently the correct way of saying it pronunciation and not pronunciation thank you